Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I'm just really jazzed up today because there's so many exciting things going on. It's the holiday season, so happy holidays to everyone. We just got a crazy amount of snow here in Atlanta these past couple days, like six plus inches, and the South Florida self in me is just totally freaking out having not seen snow until I was I think 20 and now to be in this winter wonderland and having Maya play around in it and the dogs, it's just been really magical. So I am riding off of that energy and it's been great. So welcome again, once again to the show. Sorry, I'm like really hyped up. A couple cool things that I want to share with you before we jump into today's episode, today's birth story. We've got some cool changes and evolutions and things going on with doing it at home. First of all, our website, if you've checked it out recently, and if you haven't, you should, www.diahpodcast.com. We've got some cool things there for you. So first of all, we made an ebook. I know Matthew talked about it a little bit in our last episode's intro, But it has to be mentioned again because it's that cool. It is 12 things that made our home birth awesome. And it is a totally free ebook for you breaking down, if you haven't guessed, 12 things that made our home birth so completely awesome. And it's just a resource there for you and a way to grow our community and the word and the message of empowered birth. So that is there for you. Go download it right now. Again, totally free instantly sent to your email inbox. And that is on our homepage at diahpodcast.com. Also, Matthew has done some cool things with the website. He created a portion where you can solely listen to all of our episodes. So if you don't have access to iTunes or podcast app on your phone or Google Play or whatever, and you're just in front of a computer or on your mobile, you can listen to all of our episodes right there from the listener page of the website. So that is listen. And then we've gotten some questions on how people can support the show in all kinds of ways and and options. And so we have that for you now as well. So if you click on that nifty support tab at the top of the page, you will see how you can support the show. And there are a number of options and ways, uh, both in monetary sense and um, contribution and just energetically and through love and all that great stuff. So support, you can make a one-time or a recurring donation using our little PayPal button there on the page. So you just hit donate. You can select your own amount and time frame and whatever. Um, what that does, that helps us keep the show running and bring you awesome content and do cool things for the show to just keep 
growing it and making it as fantastic, fantastic as it can possibly be. So things like equipment costs, hosting the show, keeping the website maintained. Um, when I say equipment, I mean things like this seven-year-old pair of ratty headphones that Matthew has been rocking. And I just don't know why. And I had to use them the other day for some reason. I don't like them. I don't know how he does it. The, the, stuff on the headphones like is peeling off. And so when you're done wearing them, there's like black stuff all in your ears. It's just really nasty guys. So things like that, new mic, new, um, editing software, things like that. And, um, again, to just keep the show maintained and up and running. So those are the types of things that you support when you donate. Or you can shop using our Amazon link. So we have a special link that you can use for any and all of your Amazon purchases. You just click that link that's there on the page and you're buying this stuff anyway. So buy your stuff and we get a little kickback to support the show and keep it flowing. So you can use that. And then we also have this really cool section of the page called our favorite resources. And that's some of the stuff that we really enjoyed or used personally, or friends of ours have in pregnancy, birth, postpartum, parenting, uh, products, books, movies, things like that. And we just have them listed there for you as a resource. And then should you choose to purchase any of those uh, items with that link, again, we would get a little bit back to us. Um, and that's that love and support you can show us just by buying the things that you would be buying anyway. And then of course, sign up for our email list by downloading the ebook, give us a review or rating on iTunes. Um, and we have a link on our website that takes you right to how to do that instruction. So if you're kind of like me, all the time. And how does this thing work? And how is technology? I don't know. We have it there for you. So just click that link and you will be able to seamlessly, easily leave a review, which are greatly appreciated. You can follow us on Instagram and social media. And then lastly, we have a new Facebook group, a private Facebook group for friends, listeners, supporters of the show, or people interested in home birth in general, wanting to share stories, resources, have empowered conversation. And that is the doing it at home birth group. And birth is kind of in parentheses there. Matthew didn't get it when I explained it to him at first. I was like doing it at home birth group. And it just like totally went over his head. Anyway, I hope you get it. <laughs> so the doing it at home birth group, you can look that up in Facebook request to um, join the group. And then I will gladly let you in and let you in on that part of the conversation. And we're also going to be posting some cool exclusive content in that group, um, in the near future, like some lives, um, and all kinds of cool stuff. So you should definitely check that out as a space to keep the conversation going once the, uh, the podcast is, is complete for that episode. You can go check out some more cool stuff. Okay. I think I got everything and, and as succinctly as I possibly could. So some really cool things for you to check out. Basically just go to the website. Okay. Getting into today's story. It's a really exciting one. It's really cool. So it feels kind of like a continued conversation, even though we haven't had this couple on the show before we talked about them in the show. So Brianna and Joe, we read an email of Brianna's in episode 44. She sent us this amazing email sharing us, sharing with us the birth story of her first daughter, Audrey. And then they were currently pregnant when she sent this email planning for a home birth with their second baby. 
And we just, we get into that story. So we talk about the planning and just really how exciting it was to fulfill this deep desire that they had had to have a home birth. And now we're planning for that. And get this, Joe, Papa is himself a home birth baby. So he was born at home. He really brought that holistic mindset and approach to the team and was in full support of Brianna experiencing a home birth and and that whole thing. And he really became this hashtag daddy doula in this situation. And I just love that, how supportive he was of Brianna. And it's just an amazing story. And to give you some context around how different births can be, first baby, 10 hours of pushing. Second baby, 45 minutes of pushing. (laughs) So you get to hear all about that and how labor came really quick, fast and furious, almost to the point where Brianna could not believe it was happening. And it was really hard to wrap her mind around the fact that her body was actually pushing baby out on its own. And I just want to mention here, because it's a really sweet, sentimental spot for Brianna, that baby Jenna, her middle name is Ray. So she's baby Jenna Ray. And Ray comes from her Aunt Rachel, who she's super close with and actually inspired Brianna a lot in her own birth journey. Um, Her aunt having four out of six children at home herself. Wow, that's totally rock star and awesome. So that's just a way that she honored that uh, connection that she has with her aunt by giving uh, Miss Jenna the middle name Ray. And we get to hear about Miss Jenna's Ray. Welcome into the world. We get to hear about her arrival. So check it out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Brianna and Joe, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you guys? Hello. Hi, good morning. We're doing good. Awesome. Yeah, it's early in the morning for you guys right now. We've got a little bit of a time difference. You're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. So I just appreciate you guys starting off your morning with me. I think that's amazing. Like our time, I feel like at this space in our lives, time is the most precious thing ever. And you're spending some of it with me. So thank you. Yeah. No problem at all. We're excited. So we have a little bit of history, which I love, and um, you've kind of been on the show a little bit um, in a way. It's like you're you're doing it at Home Vets. Um, you sent me this amazing email, Brianna. I don't even know how long ago now. I feel like we've been in each other's lives for a while. Um, yeah. But we read it, Matthew um, and me, in episode 44, and um, I'll include a link to that in this show. So if anyone wants to go listen to that and get some more backstory and context as to who you guys are and your story. Um, it's a really great 
episode, mostly because the email is great. We don't really have to do anything to make episode great because your email was so awesome. Um, but that's episode 44 and it's titled Transforming a Purple Pushing Hospital Transfer into a Beautiful Experience. Um, and so I just wanted to touch on it for a second for those who haven't listened to it or are going to go back and listen to it later. Um, you had planned for a home birth with baby number one, Audrey, and it didn't exactly go that way. Um, however, you, Brianna, like, wow, like digging, digging deep in so many ways to really create um, your birth. I don't know. I feel like you really took the driver's seat there in like the 11th hour. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, did you want to say something? Oh, yeah, that uh, it was a tough decision. Well, and in that case, we were at a birthing center actually to start and, um, I had always had an interest in home birth for sure. But while well, this is first, maybe we'll start at like a home birth center, a birth center. That's right, right. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was great and I loved it. And it just, it was going on and on. I ended up, I forgot, I think I forgot to say this in my email, but in all in all, I think I ended up pushing for like 10 hours or something. Wow. Because um, it was through the entire night. And so I was just depleted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could have been a number of things, but, you know, first baby, my muscles were tight, and she just... <laughs> she just, she didn't she get a shake. Yeah. Uh, she couldn't relax, and mm. her muscles were holding the baby in instead of helping her to, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was in too good a shape, that's right. No. Too jacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her, her head was a little big, you know, it was just all kinds of things, and just how tired I was, but yeah, they ended up saying, I think that the hospital would be the best place for you, and so mm-hmm. I didn't even have the energy to... <laughs> argue yeah I kind of knew that that's probably the case and it's probably true so yeah yeah so we ended up going and everybody was supportive and and even the staff at the hospital was really supportive and that was that was amazing for me because I was worried like oh as soon as they, they roll me in there they're gonna you know roll me right into like surgery mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was not what I wanted so mm-hmm. it, it definitely turned out as it was supposed to be but it wasn't my ideal so I'm happy we were able to have our dream, dream home birth after that with, uh, with Jenna. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah, to correct myself, you were going for a birthing center and you were in a birthing center. So excuse me on that, um, flubbing there. But, um, I just wanted to bring up one more part of the email that I just was like, really got me. Like I got goosebumps when I read it. It was, you know, so there was at a point where an epidural was put out there and, you know, through influence and being tired and whatever, however, whatever you want to, whichever way you want to cut it, Epidural was imminent, but you went to the bathroom and labored for a few minutes in there and like crowning and there's, you know, nurses and midwives, you've got this, you can do this. And Joe is, is cheerleading you on. It's just like, this is happening. And that's, yeah. that's how Audrey entered the world. Like we, we can do this. Yes. Yeah. That was, I would say that was the defining moment. Um, Cause it was just like, yeah, they, they sent the guy to go get the needle for the epidural, not what I wanted, Ugh. but it was like, Oh, I guess this is happening. And then I just sat there and I, I admit, I actually felt like I was dying and I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if I was going to make it through. Mm-hmm. And Joe told me later, he wasn't sure what was going to happen either. It's mm-hmm. definitely a scary time. Yeah. I mean, she was definitely, she was really out of it. And I was like, we need to allow her to rest and get her some energy yeah. and that was my main focus and they were like well we can't give her anything and that's the whole reason we didn't want to be in a hospital because they're just so 
stringent on food and, and yeah. so we gave her, you know, we talked him into giving her like a dextrose strip so she could at least get something in her system, um, energy wise. Yeah. And uh, so it was after that that she woke up, so to speak, for that last that last uh Yeah, I can't push. you. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it was definitely I was just it was a moving time and just really glad that everything came together and it was orchestrated that way. Yeah, um, well, he, he just, oh my goodness, he was kneeling down next to me in, in the bathroom and he just, he broke down. Mm. You know, sobbing was just like, you can do this because mm-hmm. he heard me trying to push again and I think that um, made him have more hope again. Like, okay, this might still be possible and we can avoid all of this mess. That was what he told me. We can avoid all of this if you just keep going, you can do it. And so, that was a that was a defining moment that gave me a little more energy to just keep trying, you know. That's magical, and she, you know she's here and she's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Big she's many other things, but that that helps being very cute. <laughs> it totally helps, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, okay, let's take just a quick break, and then when we come back, I want to talk about baby number two and planning for that. Hey everyone, we have zero hesitation as mamas to spend money on our kids. But then when it comes to ourselves, well, we're fine with holes in our socks, the same bathrobe we probably wore in college, purses with broken straps, and a blow dryer that has survived since Y2K. Or is that just me? (laughs) Let's break that pattern and create an example for ourselves, our kids, and others that it is beyond essential to invest in yourself. I understand from my own struggles how difficult it can be to treat yourself, so that's why I was so passionate about making available resources for moms like me. The answer I found is the Balanced Mama Moment, and I've created an audio series just for you. It's available for download right now at sarahbivens.com and click Balanced Mama. Take this moment for yourself. Go sign up right now, start listening, and make your Balanced Mama Moments. Again, that's sarahbivens.com, Balanced Mama. Okay, so a few, you know, little scary elements in Audrey's birth. Um, but then did those wash away after she was here? And, you know, did any of those come up again as, as you got pregnant the, the next time and were planning for birth? Or was it kind of this, like, you know, we made it through and, and powered through? What, what was that like kind of dealing with that? Um, mentally, it was just, I don't know. It was like, okay, that happened. I need to accept that that was that was how it was supposed to go. Mm. And moving forward, I still have this deep desire to have a home birth. You know, that's what I've pretty much always wanted. Um, Just hearing um, other family members that had had kids at home in the past. And it just sounded so empowering to me. Like, Oh yeah, that, that sounds like how it should be, you know? So I still had that desire and actually, Joe was born at home. Really? Were, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, that definitely is an influencer in, uh, well, just seeing my role as, I mean, obviously I wouldn't push that on Brie, but just when she had that desire, it's like, well, of course, you know, and just having, uh, being that strength and the support for her um, in whatever way she needed me. Uh, but just seeing it, yeah, coming from a holistic approach where, you know, it's, the body knows when it needs to kick into gear and things can happen naturally. We don't need 
all the superfluous, you know, stuff of the hospital and the, everybody's different schedules and having to take all the, that into effect. We just need to dedicate the time to be focused on mama and the baby and let it happen naturally. So that's yeah, amazing. We just, um, sorry. We, we trust the way that God designed our bodies. And so I think a lot of that mindset came into place to just not having fear around birth. Right. Right. I, I love that. Um, so, so I'm curious, were, were your families very supportive then and extended networks and communities given that Joe, you were born at home and Bree, you said you had some, some family members or friends that, that had home births. What was, what was that like? Uh, yeah, I think it was mixed. I definitely feel like I know which of my friends are supportive or at least mm-hmm. open to the idea. So I always felt free to share with them. You know, I'm so excited. This is what we're planning. And then there are those that I kind of knew what their response would be. And so I just withheld that information. Love it. Yes. (laughs) Kind of picked and shows, you know, okay, who do I want to share this with? And if someone asked, I would say, but um, because we were excited. It's not that they were not supportive. It's just they were apprehensive. Right. And they probably probably a little more fear for us because of the first experience, you know. but like Bree said, you know, we just entrust that all to the Lord. It's, yeah. You know, it really doesn't, yeah, that's how that one happened. What can we take away from that? Not that we're going to turn it into a, you know, an object lesson, but are there some things that we could really just focus on this next time around and learn from that previous experience? And it doesn't mean that's going to how this, how this birth for Jen is going to go. So, yeah, yeah, overall supportive. We have a supportive community, I would say. Yeah. That's great. And I think there's a lot to what you both just said and and Joe in particular with the, what you learned from the first birth. To me, it's like you can acknowledge that there might've been some, some tense or unsure, or maybe even a little scary moments, you know, like you said, but that doesn't mean then that you, you take that and blanket it over the whole experience or anything going forward. You know, I'm not out there trying to say that don't be fearful of any aspects of birth. It's just let's let's create enough empowered, you know, loving, encouraging conversation around it. Um, to like that's the main point of it. You know, it's not it's not make it the whole the whole experience. Um, because heck yeah, there's some right. scary moments. I stood in my bathroom laboring with Maya and thought for a second, uh. I don't know about this. Like I, yeah. I don't know what's happening here. I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, it's about not about denying those moments, but not letting them kind of overtake you. And I think you guys yeah. spoke to that really well and are really great examples of that. Yeah, I agree totally. So then what how was it preparing for a home birth this time? Uh, Were there a lot of differences from, you know, planning with the birthing center the first time around, you know, was your care the same? Were you using the same, you know, midwives or anything like that? Um, Yeah, that turned out interesting. We looked into having um, one of the midwife, well, the midwife that ended up being with us for Audrey had left the birthing center and with her, um, I guess, partner, midwife had started up their own business. So we had become friends with them in a way and like, oh, that would be great to have them do our home birth. So we met with them and um, discovered that they didn't take our insurance. And so we're like, okay, we could, we could just, you know, pay cash for this, but 
we have the insurance, so it'd be nice to use that. Mm. And so they said, well, we work closely with um, a lady who's, who's had like 20 plus years experience. <laughs> That's Jenna. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so they said, you know, if you go with her, her name is Margaret Lipton, and um, if you go with her, we may be able to actually be there and assist with this birth. So he said, well, that sounds like the best of both worlds, really. And so mm. it, it turned out that she lives three minutes from my house, literally. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. And so that was just amazing. It was just such an easy little drive. She has an office in her house. And we just got along right off the bat, super knowledgeable, and just so down to earth. We had a lot in common. And she, like, reminds me of one of my aunts, just, like, such a kind spirited person and so mm. yeah that's how that's how that ended up for our care and that was great yeah it was a great a great um personality yeah one I love that. I, I like how you said kind of like an aunt. Like that's how I kind of felt like with my midwives too. Like they're just like the fun aunts who like you can go tell things to that like you wouldn't necessarily tell your yeah. mom. And like, yeah. <laughs> like they get it. You know, they're just they're totally. they're on point. Um, that's right. wonderful. So then what were some things, were there anything you were looking to experience in this birth particular? Like did you have any sort of visions or anything like that? Or did you have an idea of how you'd like it to flow? Um, yeah, I didn't have it like super planned out. I knew I wanted to use essential oils again. I did that with Audrey's using, um, Clary Sage, which helps, you know, your contractions. Yeah. Kind of, um, speed up and be really powerful to get there quicker. (laughs) So that had, um, worked well with Audrey. And so I went ahead and yeah, implemented those again. Um, I tried to stay pretty, not not super active, but just healthy and exercising throughout. And so I just had a lot of prep that way. Mm. And, um, oh, yeah, I did have to take a little bit of extra iron going towards the end of the pregnancy because um, sometimes I can get low in that. So didn't want my strength to get depleted. Um, yeah, there's just a larger focus on definitely, like, health. And not that that wasn't there the first time, but just, okay, Again, what can we take away from the previous birth? Yeah. You know, she was iron deficient, which, you know, is going to complicate it when you get tired if you have a longer birth process. Mm-hmm. And so what are some of the preventative things that we could do that would set her up for success no matter what Jenna's birth story turned out to be? Yeah. Yeah, lots of prayer. I've and listened to lots of your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, like, almost every day Joe would get home, I would have it. I would have... Uh, your podcast playing or something similar, or, you know, reading something and um, memorizing verses, just anything to get the positive mindset around it. I did a lot more this time for sure. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, that that mindset is is huge. I it is. Yeah. So then what, I don't know, let's go into birthday. Tell us a little bit about that or what was going on a couple days leading up to that. And when you realized you were in birth, what was in labor, excuse me, what was going on? Uh, well, leading up to that, uh, oh, by the way, Joe has a step out. So, Bye, Joe. Thanks for hanging out yeah. with us. <laughs> he says bye. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, so towards the end of pregnancy, I'll go there first. Um, Audrey 
Yeah, Audrey got the stomach flu. Oh. <laughs> and so that was just hard. But then I got it. And that I have not, I have not had the stomach flu in like years. I mean, it's been since I was, you know, a kid maybe. And so I'm like, okay, I'm like 30 some weeks pregnant here caring for a toddler and I am just horribly sick. <laughs> and so that was miserable. And I had already had a hard time with eating enough during this whole pregnancy. Mm. I tend to carry small anyways. I don't get really large. Um, so my midwife knew that. But she was constantly encouraging me, like, put some butter on your toast. And <laughs> eat, some, eat some real ice cream. You know, like, just have some have some more fat in your diet, which I eat pretty healthy. Um, and I'm not afraid of, you know, natural fats and stuff like that. But mm. um, she was just constantly encouraging me. And so after I got sick, it was just like my body just kind of couldn't quite get back into gear again. Wow. Um, so I had a hard time actually even gaining the weight that you normally do towards the end. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, "Uh, I'm like, I'm monitoring you. I'm not super concerned, but you're definitely on the smaller side. And I really want you to gain some good weight. And so, you know, eventually I I gained a little bit more. It wasn't like the typical, but, um, you know, I was healthy enough. But then also not long after that, I got like this uh, cold slash sinus infection that wouldn't go away. And so I was just like, oh, my goodness, I have no energy. And um, labor, <laughs> I had lots of those Braxton Hicks, you know, practice contractions yeah. the last probably three weeks of pregnancy. Um, so here I am feeling super depleted and just like, oh, my goodness, if I go into labor early, am I going to even be able to get this. So there was a little doubt that started to creep in and, you know, Joe just kept encouraging me, you know, keep your, keep your mindset positive. <laughs> Don't let fear, you know, creep back in again. And there was, there was one night I literally thought that labor was happening and I was only at 37 weeks. Mm. And um, so I was like, okay, I think I read somewhere that if you feel like it's coming on, you should probably like, you know, hop in the bathtub and mm. if it's labor, it'll keep going. And if it's not, it'll stop. Mm. So I thought, okay, I'll just give this a try. I need to calm down, you know? So I did that and I just, I just kept contracting. It wasn't super painful, but I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is kind of regular. So, um, I think I had an appointment maybe the next day or so. But anyway, I went in and it ended up, I was like, I don't know, dilated to a one or something. So it wasn't a huge deal, but there was something happening. And so uh, she just encouraged me to put my feet up and I was carrying uh, really low. Mm. Her head was just down pretty far. The last, it was, it was pretty uncomfortable the last like month of pregnancy because she was so low inside of me. Mm. And so my midwife was like, uh, stop doing squats because I know you're working out and her head just cannot get any lower. So you just need to put your feet up and <laughs> stop squatting basically mainly. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, um, okay. So I, I did, I put my feet up a little more. I, um, I do hair a little bit still on the side. And so it's like, just, just kind of stop and take a break. So I just took a break and, um, that really helped and got on some, um, like an iron supplement, like Joe had mentioned, just to kind of replenish my body. And so that was leading up to the day. And so, my goodness, from 37 weeks to 40 weeks, 
like every day. I wondered if I was going in labor because wow. those Braxton Hicks just never seem to quit. <laughs> Jeez. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. That's yeah, um. So- that's a lot you were working with there. Your body was like doing the most between all these, you know, flus and infections. And then, oh, not to mention you have another child that you're, you know, responsible for. So there's that. And um, yeah. wondering at any minute, like when this baby's head is just going to get too low. <laughs> yeah, like that's that. a that's a bunch of stuff. So you are you're an incredible woman. <laughs> oh, it was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. And on top of everything, I just said right before I had Jenna, um, Audrey got, have you heard of hand, sweat, and mouth? That, I have. Yeah. I have yeah. a cousin who's like all three kids got it at one point or something crazy like um, that. So I just okay. know a little bit. <laughs> okay. And everybody is freaked out by that. So if you hear of one kid having it, they're like, oh yeah, the plague. You yeah. Know it, you know, it's just super contagious. There's nothing really that you can do. It's just super contagious. Yeah. Anyway, she didn't have a crazy, horrible case of it, but but I was just like, uh, am I going to have to send my little toddler away right up for like a long time, you know, if yeah. I if I go into labor and she can't be here and should I be wiping everything down? Anyway, it just added this element of, I don't know, craziness. Sure. So sure. It, it all turned out fine. She, my wife was like, you know, don't worry too much about it. There's nothing really you can do. You're safe. So that was my main concern, you know. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. Um, Anyway, she she turned out to heal up okay, and um, that was that was fine. <laughs> but that was leading up to the day. Um, if you want, I can skip right into the birthday. Yeah, yeah. So when so you know for those three weeks, you're kind of wondering like, am I gonna have a baby yeah. today? Am I gonna have a baby today? What was the actual yeah. day? What was happening that day? <laughs> um, so the night prior, I was still feeling those. Braxton Hicks, like normal. So I'm like, yeah, who knows? And at this point, it is uh, a day after due date. Okay. Um, so my midwife had said she would be probably born around June 14th. Uh, when I had actually gone and taken ultrasound, they told me June 16th. So I was like, well, I don't know. I'll just yeah. get my mind plan on later. <laughs> so, but yeah, according to my midwife, I would have been a day later. So this was the 15th. I took a bath in the evening before I went to bed just to relax and still those Braxton Hicks. Anyway, I, I roll onto my side and I just kind of go like, oh, that felt like a trickle mm. of some fluid. Something. It wasn't a huge thing, but it was something. So I just was you know, hyper aware. It's like 10 o'clock at night at this point. So, okay, I'm just going to 
think about that for a minute. I'm just going to go to bed, you know, try to get some rest. Maybe this is happening. And I actually had a, an appointment scheduled the next morning, I think at 10. So like, okay, well, if, if I go in the labor in the middle of the night or if not, I'll see her in the morning. And so let Joe know, like, hey, tomorrow could be the day. Mm. And so we got some good rest as much as I could towards the end, you know, getting up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom and all that jazz. But um, my sister, I told my sister and my mom, I think, or both my sisters in the morning, like, hey, because um, by the morning I knew there was a little more fluid kind of just leaking out. It was like a slow thing. And so I said, you know, I think my water might be breaking. Um, I'm, I have an appointment, so I'm just going to go have her check me, you know, see what's going on. So my older sister is, <laughs> she's super loving and I think protective of me. And she's got, um, she was pregnant also. We had babies six weeks apart. Oh, wow. So she's pretty pregnant at this point, And it was with her fourth child. Anyway, she goes, um, I, I want to come over and watch Audrey so you can just go to the appointment and then and then if you're in labor uh, I'll just take Audrey the plan was to take her to our friend Michelle's house okay but I'll just take her back to Michelle's house with me and I was like hi you know I don't know but anyway I relented and so she comes over with all her cute kiddos and they're playing and I I drive over to Margaret's house and um she she won't goes ahead and, and checks me, even though, you know, they never do that unless it's like necessary, but mm-hmm. she's like, let's just see to know what we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Cause it's been, you know, three weeks of what's going on. So she does. And she's like, okay, you're at like, uh, she called it a tight two, I think is what she called it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she said, Jenna's head had dropped a little bit more because of, you know, the fluid that I was leaking. Mm-hmm. And she said, my cervix had gone back a little bit. So it wasn't like fully aligned. And so she's like, I'm just going to manually move this a little bit. And then who knows that could put you right into labor. So I was like, okay, cause I'm not in any pain at this point. It's just really tight, you know? Yeah. And so she reaches in like, okay, that's mildly uncomfortable. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and she just kind of pulls it forward. And then she went ahead and just confirmed that it was the, uh, um, that was my water breaking. That's what the fluid was. And it was pretty gushy at this point. So I'm like, yeah, this is probably happening. And so she's like, yeah, go, go home, rest, you know, eat up and hopefully I'll see you, um, you know, in a couple hours or so. If not, we'll schedule something for Monday to get you like checked out. So I'm like, okay. So I go back home and then my sister convinces me that she is going to take Audrey. And I was like, I don't know, I'm still not in any pain or anything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, it could happen, but it could not. And she's like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen here? I take her and she plays at her friend's house and then she can go pick her up later. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. So (laughs) she takes her. Um, I thought I was thinking like, yeah, I should probably eat something because <laughs> I was so focused on I need my energy up. I need my energy up. So I made some lentil chilies. I'm like, yeah, perfect. That'll give me some energy, some protein. So I put my show on. I sit down. I eat some chili, and um, I plugged in my diffuser uh, with the clary sage. So like, okay, maybe this will kind of spur things on a little bit. And then also my friend has made me a little mixture of it was clary sage mixed with a couple other things that's supposed to help bring labor on mm. 
Um, it had a funny name that I can't remember right now, but so I pulled that out and I rubbed that on, I think you rub it on your ankles or something. And I am not kidding. It was like, bam, I start to feel a a real contraction going on. And so I kind of wait a couple minutes like, okay, there's another one. And with Audrey, they turned out pretty close together as well. The contractions, I think hers were maybe like four minutes apart to start and they stayed that way. And probably the same in this scenario, it was like maybe three and a half minutes to start and pretty quickly there were three minutes apart. And so I'm like, okay, this is, I think this is happening. So I, um, I kind of filled my midwife in and she's like, okay, just let me know, you know, when things are getting more intense or something like that. And, um, so I, texted my mom she was working she works probably 40 minutes away at this point and so she's like I got my bag packed and I'm ready to go (laughs) and so she was just dying for this baby to come so excited and she was going to be there with me she was with us uh, for Audrey's birth and she was going to be here this time also so she's like I'm just going to leave right now (laughs) I'm like okay so she takes off um I'm here alone and it's progressing uh, to the point of, like, I walk to the kitchen to put my dish in the sink, and I'm just leaning over the counter to mm. breathe, you know, through. And uh, um, my midwife eventually, because we're just keeping in contact, you know, and eventually she goes, so who's there with you now? And I was like, oh, no, I'm alone. She's <laughs> 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 like, um <laughs> Do I need to come sit with you? Is someone on their way? If no one's going to be there in like 15 minutes, then I'm going to come and sit with you. Mm. And I wasn't concerned because she was only three minutes away. So, you know, if she was farther away, I probably would have just said, come now. But since I knew she was so close, I just wasn't too concerned about it. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm okay for now. My mom should be here, you know, 15 minutes at this point. She said, okay, if you just let me know then um, when I should come. So my mom's about to be here. Of course, I had texted Joe like, hey, this is happening. I'm in labor. Um, you should probably wrap things up and come home. And so he's like, yeah, okay. So I check in with him at some point and, you know, hey, how's it going? Are you are you on your way? He's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, finishing up some emails and calls. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be on my merry way. And I'm just like, yeah, you might want to do those phone calls and emails later. Yeah, scoot, scoot. <laughs> <Okay, I need laughs> <you. laughs> I'm pretty sure I need you now. And so he's just like, yeah, okay. And I wasn't talking on the phone. I was just texting. Probably if I was talking on the phone, he would have been like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to get there. <laughs> but I'm just texting over doing contractions at this point. Um, so my mom was about to get here, and uh, my midwife texted me and was like, um, when I checked you this morning, her head was like one knuckle down. No, sorry. Her head was two knuckles down in the morning. So she said, if you want, you can reach in there and see if her head has dropped any lower. Wow. To see if you're progressing really well. So I was like, oh, do I need to wear gloves or anything? <laughs> She's like, no, as long as your hands are clean, it's fine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm in the bathroom. I'm checking. Her head was now one knuckle down. Wow. So, I mean, it was right there. Like, just, I can feel it. It was right there. And so that's the moment it's like, okay, this is for real. Like, wow. this could happen pretty soon. <laughs> but I still was like, I don't know. My other labor was 21 hours. This could be the beginning of a long thing. Or I just need to not focus on that, though. I just need to 
uh, believe that it can happen faster for me because mm-hmm. that's been my prayer this whole time. So just as I'm feeling her head, my mom knocks on the door. <laughs> I walk to the door and it's like, oh, hey, I'm just feeling my baby head yeah. down here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, my hand's all gross. I, you know, so she's all excited and it's getting pretty intense. And um, she helps me prep. I was going to have Jenna in the bedroom. So she's helping me, like, change the sheets and lay stuff on the floor. And um, we told my my younger sister, Sarah, lives and works nearby. And she was going to come to take some pictures during the birth. So we let her know that she should probably try to uh, get out of work early if she could to come down because it was happening. And so doing all that and I'm like keeping my older sister and my friend that had Audrey I'm keeping them both updated like okay this is what's happening I felt her head all this and they're like you are crazy (laughs) I cannot (laughs) believe you are texting us right now but you know this far into labor and I'm just like well it gives me something to do in between the pain that I'm feeling right Mm -hmm. now (laughs) so um, uh, yeah, Margaret, the midwife, she texts me at this point and she's just like, can you talk through your contractions? Oh, this is before my mom got here. She asked me that. And I was like, I don't know. I'm home alone. I'm not talking to yeah. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't tried that. I don't know. She's like, okay. Well, by the time she got here, after my mom got here, um, she walks in and I have a contraction and she's like, yeah, there's no way you're talking through that. <laughs> like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so I just leaned over. The best position that I found um, to kind of cope with the pain of the contractions was I would kind of stretch my arms out over the bed as I stood next to it. Mm. And then I had to, like, kind of come down to a squat and then sway back and forth, I guess. I don't know if you can visualize that with me. but Yeah, yeah, um, I have a, a decent idea of what you're saying. I like to do that just in life when I'm not pregnant. Yeah. I kind of like to stretch out like that, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that totally, it totally helps to just put my head down and just kind of rock back and forth and, and just breathe really deeply. I tried to focus on breathing, and uh, I had read, I can't think of the name, but that anime garden book, um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, guide to childbirth? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, drawing from that, I remembered how important, you know, words are and your thoughts in yeah. labor and how it connects to pain and your body. And so I just kept telling myself, I am opening up to meet my baby and God is in control. And so I think I tried to think that it was kind of my mantra in my mind through mm. every contraction you know I'm, I'm opening up to my baby it's all going to be okay and I feel like that helped me progress because I knew if I hesitated at all or like tensed up you know then it may make a longer birth because that just doesn't help anything to tense up so I try to just focus on opening up to the intensity instead of withdrawing and so that seemed to help pretty well um and just deep breathing and when the midwife did get there, she sees me going through that contraction and she's like, are you normally this quiet in labor? <laughs> I'm like, I normally am, but not at the end. That's mm. when I can get loud. And she's like, okay, I know, I know this can exist, you know, a quiet mom in labor, but I just wanted to make sure that was yeah. normal for you. <laughs> so, and she's got such a, I don't know, her personality, I want to say is just like, 
jolly. She's just a happy, laughing, bubbly person. And mm. so that was, that was nice too. It was not ever feeling tense. She just felt like she knew what she was doing. We had um, just kind of classical hymns playing in the background and that was super calming for me. And um, she went ahead and notified uh, the midwives that were going to assist her that were with us with Audrey's birth right. and told them to come. And so one of them works at a, it's like a wellness bar where they make super healthy smoothies and stuff like that. So she texted me, her name's Eva, so we're friends, and she texted me and said, hey, do you want a birth smoothie? <laughs> like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, what kind do you want? And I said, I don't know, you just surprised me. And so um, she brings me, like, a dragon fruit smoothie and has a bunch of other really good stuff in there for energy. And it was, I just remember looking at it like that is the most beautiful purple berry color I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) And it just looks so delicious. So I was sipping on that, some coconut water, you know, trying to stay hydrated. And uh, I think my sister gets there with the camera at this point. So everybody's pretty much there and Joe is still coming. And so it is progressing. I mean, I'm like, two minutes apart at this point it is getting intense and starting to moan through the contractions now and um so I checked in with him and he's like okay yeah I'm on my way I'm weaving through traffic I am the most distracted driver on the road right now (laughs) (laughs) and so he finally gets there and they're all like yeah wait wait uh wait till the end man you know so yeah, <laughs> walks in with a smile. He's always smiling. So that's where Audrey gets her super happy spirit too. It's just always got smiles on their faces. So he just looks like he's happy to be there and he changes out of his he works at a bank, so it changes out of his nice clothes, you know, and immediately gives me a hug and just starts to assist. And um my midwife had asked me at one point, like, Oh, are you gonna have a doula during your birth? And I was like, uh, you know, I had thought about it, but I asked Joe what he thought. And then he said, what would you need me for? (laughs) (laughs) You can have another role, but, you know, he's so hands-on that I did not want to take that away from him because I needed him for sure. And so if I did have one, if I did have a doula, I feel like it would have, for us, maybe complicated things just because Mm. he wouldn't maybe know what he was needed for or what to do in that scenario. So. Um, I told Margaret, Joe is my doula. <laughs> yeah, daddy doula. Absolutely. Yeah, daddy doula. <laughs> I like exactly. that, how you kind of, you know, you know your personality and your dynamic and you've been through a birth before together as well. So you kind of, you just know like what works for people and, you know, a doula yeah. would not have necessarily served that environment, but somewhere else maybe like it gets divvied up differently. But I love that. You kind of know the personality of everyone and you can assign, you know, roles and responsibilities as as they fit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was a funny joke, but then once, once he was there and immediately just started assisting, they were like, Oh wow. <clears throat> he really is helpful. And for, day, for days after we had Jenna, they were like, you guys worked so well as a team uh, and we understand now why you call him your Sula. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's no joke. Yeah. He, cause a lot of what he did uh, during the birth, for both is he would apply that counter pressure on my low back, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is like the best. <laughs> <laughs> so he would, 
And he's so strong, like he's pushing extremely hard into my low back. And he always tells me, if I did that normally, <clears throat> you would like writhe in pain and tell me it hurt so bad. But yeah. in labor, it's just like pushing as hard as Bring you it can. Bring it on, yeah. Bring it on. Like my hips are spreading right now and that just, I don't know, it's kind of numbs the pain a little bit mm-hmm. or a lot even. So he just immediately uh, stands behind me and just pushes on my back through every contraction. And so that's what he's doing and um everyone's just continuing to monitor me and you know check baby's heart rate and that was all good um everybody's there at this point and then they're like oh maybe you should try some different positions and I asked my mom to go get my birthing ball and so I tried just kind of draping my body over that you know on the floor Mm. and immediately I was like nope (laughs) I do not want this Mm. (laughs) away so they took that back out and as soon as they took that away she's like well just take a moment just lay there on the floor for a moment and just take a breather well the next contraction my goodness I felt my body pushing oh wow and I just thought no way (laughs) this is too soon it has only been i think three hours at this point from Mm. when i first felt a painful contraction to to now and um but there was no there was no denying that that is what was going on i did not have that feeling ever in audrey's birth Mm -hmm. i know some people say they feel that and some people say they don't um but i and maybe that's why i had a lot harder time pushing with audrey but with jenna my body was just doing a lot of the work. So I just felt at the end of that contraction, I felt my body just kind of grunt <laughs> on its own and just everything seize up and push all by itself. And so I was like, uh, Margaret, I think my body is pushing. And so, okay, let's get around the bed. And so they try, I try a couple positions on the bed and, um, yeah, I'm just pushing with my body at this point And Joe's still applying that pressure for me. And, I was, she had told me, Margaret had told me that uh, in order to avoid the severe tearing that I had with Audrey, mm. it would be a good idea to deliver on my side. Oh, okay. And she, she said it was like, it's easier for the muscles, it's easier for her to see what's going on as opposed to like if I was in the water, you know. Okay. Um, but also on your side, I think it's easier for those muscles to stretch. And so um, I'm trying to find which side is comfortable for me, but holding my, they're helping me hold my leg up, but I still with my hips, you know, stretching and my leg up in the air, it was just super, super tired and shaking. And so, um, and then she's like, you know, I don't think you realize how fast her head's coming out because <gasps> at the end of the contraction, it's like almost like you're holding back instead of pushing harder. Oh. And so I I was like, honestly, there is a part of me that thinks this can't be happening so soon. And there is a little bit of, uh, I guess it just felt surreal, like Mm -hmm. this isn't really happening. And so I I was like wrapping my head around it, I guess, still. And so she was like, yeah, you just need to reach down here and feel her head Uh. during when you're pushing. And I think that will help you focus your energy. Um, So I started to do that. And then it just took this really random pause like all of a sudden for I think it was a few minutes my contractions just kind of stopped and I thought uh this could be really bad Mm. I don't know what's going on 
And so the room just gets real quiet and I just have my eyes shut, just kind of taking a moment. And my midwife's like, you know, let's just all gather around her and pray right now um, and just take this moment, you know, this peaceful pause, basically. Mm. And that was just so nice because we were totally on the same page. She had asked me prior to birth, um, I had told her, like, you are welcome to pray for me or whatever you feel led to do, you know, when it's happening. And so she just kind of took initiative there and just said, like, you know, God be with us, bless the rest of this. Um, delivery. We just pray for strength and, you know, stuff like that. And so that just really added this element of peace to the whole room. Mm. And after she did that, um, I don't know, it just kind of put me in the right place Mm. and I was super grateful for it. And then I rotated to my other side and she was like, okay, you put your leg up on me. So my leg's like up on her shoulder, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and everybody's gathered around and um, had my hand down there just feeling for her head to come out and started to push and, I mean, kept pushing. And um, I think all in all, it was probably 45 minutes of pushing, mm-hmm. which for some people, that's a long time. But man alive, when you're going from 10 hours down to 45 minutes of pushing, <laughs> it's like blink of an eye. Yeah. It just felt <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm pushing and her head is getting out. And then um, she, my wife just kept telling me, you have lots of room down here. Don't feel like you can't get this head out. You just Mm. keep believing you've got lots of room. And so she just kept just speaking these, I guess, words of encouragement and affirmation. You've got this. You can do this. You're going to be that mom that people talk about that have that dramatically quicker birth from their first to their second, you know? Mm. So I needed to hear that. And um, her head comes out without any tearing, which was miraculous. But then it was weird. The sensation of her head finally coming out, I felt like so much less pressure that my, and my eyes were closed. I actually felt like she was totally out. Mm. But all of a sudden, everybody goes, stop, stop, stop. And then I open my eyes like, what in the world? Stop what? I thought it was done. And they told me, well, the cord's wrapped around her neck. And so they go in and they fix the cord. Uh, and then she just, you know, slides on out. And she actually has one of her arms up, like her elbow bent. Uh-huh. And so that, that little elbow made me tear just a little bit. Otherwise, I would have not. But, um, yeah, so I had one second degree tear which my goodness compared to the I think I had fourth degree with Audrey because wow. it was just top to bottom in half everything torn to smithereens so, uh, so this was like ooh, one little tear yeah. I am totally over the moon about that yeah <laughs> super super thankful I just look back on the whole thing with just an attitude of gratefulness yeah. because it was just, it was everything that we had hoped and prayed for. And it just, I mean, it could not have gone any smoother. The team that we had was amazing. My younger sister who's taking pictures, she has such a calming presence and she loves, uh, loves birth mm-hmm. and everything. And so she was just, you know, melted into the background, taking pictures. I knew she was there and that was kind of comforting for me and my mom super steadfast and she's really calm too and you know had all of us naturally and uh, so she knows what it's all about (laughs) 
and the midwives all worked so seamlessly together. And so it just couldn't have gone any better. And they just placed her up on my chest. And, oh, man, immediately Joe just starts to cry and puts his head on mine. And we just kind of hug her together. And I'm crying. It's just the most perfect moment, you know. And, yeah, that was <laughs> that was the story. <laughs> Well, it's quite a story, <laughs> the yeah. whole thing. And now like piecing it with, you know, the story we had shared of Audrey's birth, you know, in episode 44. And now with this, it's like, you know, kind of bringing it to full, to full alignment, to full circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I forgot to say, I, it, it probably seems silly, but I kept thinking about what am I going to wear when I'm in labor? Like, you know, when you're not in a hospital, they just give, you know they give you a gown when you go to the hospital. So, what am I going to wear anyway? I found this kind of gown, it was like a tank top summer dress thing, and I had my friend put something she liked as the iron on, you know, cute phrases and stuff uh-huh. on t-shirts and things. So I had her put a verse on there for me. I forgot to mention that, and it said. God is my strength and my song. Mm. And so it was just the most comfy outfit. And I could just look down and see, you know, those words. And that was also a comfort to me through the whole thing. So I I had to mention that too. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, totally underrated part of home birth, your own fashion decisions. (laughs) (laughs) So many more choices. Yes. You have choices. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Thank you so much for for everything really. I feel like we've had a, a really beautiful exchange, you know, over the past couple months since you first reached out and you know, we've been able to share part of your story before. Um just the I don't know, the very like calming presence that you have that you bring to to your story and to the the um the collective story of birth and home birth. I don't know. I just think it's I think it's really beautiful and it's, it's feminine and it's flow and it's, um, peaceful and spiritual. Like there's just all those words kind of come to mind when I think of, you know, now having listened to, you know, the totality of, of your birthing journey. Um, and I'm just very grateful to you and to Joe who, even though he had to duck out, I'm so grateful for his perspective, you know, Mr. Daddy doula, you know, on call. Um, even though, even though he took his time for a minute, (laughs) um, just, just both of you and, you know, your whole beautiful family now it's, um, it's just so awesome. It's a really, um, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All of it was just a blessing and thank you also. And, uh, Jenna is just the happiest baby I have (laughs) ever met. (laughs) So happy. So I just always tell people that she spoils me because she's just, she's my little angel baby. (laughs) Well, kiss that angel baby for me and just thank you again for, for being on the show and just, um, being you, being who you are. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. We love we love your show and everything, all the encouragement and it's just great. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done... 
why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.